The pandemic has opened nurses' eyes to seek out new careers in nursing. We always get more questions about what other opportunities there are in nursing other than working at the bedside. Both of us have our master's degrees and it has afforded us career advancement, flexibility of schedules, and work-life balance. Going back to school is always an option. And Samuel Merritt University has been educating nurses for over 100 years. They're consistently ranked top in the U.S. for diversity and highest paid graduates. In order to help nurses advance their education during these crazy times, they are offering over a dozen different types of easily obtainable scholarships, starting at $10,000 for any nurse who enrolls in the spring 2022 semester in either their online MSN FMP or DNP FMP programs. So visit them at smumsn.com. Again, that is smumsn.com. Hello, is this thing on? Do you think they can hear us? Nah, let's say it again. Hi, and welcome to the Gritty Nurse Podcast, an unfiltered discussion related to health and healthcare. My name is Amy. And my name is Sarah. And we are your podcast hosts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon, or any other podcast listening platform, don't forget to subscribe so you can get updates to when we have our latest episodes. Also, don't forget to rate and review us. And if you like what you're hearing and you love our advocacy work, don't forget to go to www.grittynurse.com and click on the donate button. As little as $1 or $2 a month for a total of $12 a year, will help us with our monthly podcast costs such as website hosting, our hosting platform, audio equipment, and the time and energy it takes us to put out good quality episodes. We thank you and we appreciate you. So welcome everyone back to the Gritty Nurse Podcast. We have a very special guest today. I am really happy to introduce Christine Buckley, who is the Chief Executive Officer of the Canadian Nurses Foundation, also known as CNF, Canada's only national charity that raises funds exclusively for nursing education and research. She has helped lead this organization for the past eight years setting new and innovative goals, including raising over $1 million for Indigenous nursing education and research. Prior to CNF, Christine worked with the Canadian Nurses Association, most recently as Manager of Regulatory Affairs. Christine has also worked internationally as the Chair of the International Council of Nurses, International Nurse Practitioner, Advanced Practice Nurse Network Health Policy Subgroup. Originally from Montreal, Christine completed both her undergraduate and graduate degrees at McGill. Christine has several publications that focused on the role of advanced practice nurses nationally and internationally. Wow, what a rep sheet. I'm so happy to have you here, Christine. Welcome to the Gritty Nurse Podcast. Thank you so much, Amy and Sarah. That's wonderful. I'm really happy to be here. You know, it's funny um, when you say, uh, I'm kind of humbled when you say um, that's quite quite a lot of um, experience and stuff, but I always feel really, really blessed that I've, I've been able to have so many different opportunities as a nurse. Uh, I love talking to young nurses or nursing <laughs> students and telling them, oh, you're in a great profession. There's so many possibilities when you become a nurse. 
network, 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 always look for windows of opportunity and it, it, it all falls into place. And of course, you're always there to help people, um, to help communities stay healthy. It's a really, really rewarding profession. So um, I'm really excited that uh, I'm here with you today. Yeah, absolutely. I think that nursing is such a diverse profession, and that's why we have these conversations to talk about all the different possibilities. Like you might start out in one area, but then you try all different things and kind of figure out what you like. And just for our listeners today, I wondered if you could tell us a bit about yourself and your background as a nurse prior to getting into the Canadian Nurses Foundation. Oh, sure. I love talking about that. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I think when you first get out of school, you just want to do something that that doesn't seem too complicated. And I don't know if nurses have the luxury of that these days, but I've been nursing for over 40 years. You know, when I think back to where I started a med surge unit, it was challenging. But after six months, I thought, okay, I'm ready for something else. So it really depends on the person, you know, and where their comfort level lies and how much challenge they need and and what they're looking for. So I went from there straight into intensive care. And that was amazing. I learned so much. I had I had a wonderful nurse manager that uh, was all about helping you develop and and education and and making sure you felt confident and competent in what you were doing. And I stayed there for 3 years. I think you know, when you hear nurses talk about working in some of these critical care areas like the emergency room or an ICU, it does take its toll on you. Um, you do try to not bring your work home um, and to distance yourself. But I had a lot of patients that I saw die that you develop relationships with, right? Yes, they're professional therapeutic relationships, but they're relationships nevertheless. And um, after those three years, I thought, oh, I kind of recognized in myself that it was time to move on. So um, so I went somewhere totally different and took on a management role in ambulatory care. So people coming in and going home again the same day, right? Almost one extreme to the next. I love that. I remember our chief nursing officer at the time saying that this is where you started to really shine. And it's so great When you get feedback like that, um, it's really important when you're, you know, when you have managed as a manager that you give that positive reinforcement to your staff rather than always, you know, focusing on the negative. It's so important for nurses also, just like anybody else, to hear some of the good things, right? So, um, So I did that for a while. And then I said, okay, I need to get more knowledge. So I went back to do my master's degree. And then from there... Uh, During my master's, took on some research roles as a research assistant, which was really, really cool too. Loved it, loved it. Did some really neat research studies with nurse researchers at the Royal Victoria Hospital in Montreal. And then then I moved to Ottawa and got married. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, yeah, so my life took me in a different direction. And and I worked as an advanced practice nurse uh, in Ottawa for quite some time. I was part of the very first inaugural clinical nurse specialist group in Ottawa. So that was a kind of another exciting piece. And from there, you know, worked in different areas and helping really nurses develop and units develop. So a lot of professional development and unit development. 
um, in more of um, geriatrics and rehabilitation. And then after that, I went to the Canadian Nurses Association, which uh, again was a very different experience. I loved it there too. Um, you know, I, I think I never worked as hard until I came to the foundation, but up to then, you really don't realize, you know, you're working in policy, but it's amazing how hard you work too in, in a very different area, right? So working in advanced practice policy developed a framework for advanced practice, but then also veered off. I always say I went over to the dark side and <laughs> um, I worked in regulation, which I loved, loved, loved. I managed the um, licensing exams for registered nurses um, in Canada, learned all about the testing world. And that took me to international travel, uh, went to Indonesia to help them set up their exams. So really, you know, fabulous, fabulous career when I think about um, what I've been able to do and, and, and so rewarding. And then now at the foundation, giving back, you know, giving back to the profession, helping to raise money so that uh, we can have more nurses educated, not only as nurses, but to um, do postgrad to do graduate work and, and do research. So super, super exciting. And that's what I said at the beginning. So blessed um, that I've been able to do all these things. Wow. What an eclectic and varied background. Like that is super amazing. And I, and I think this is really good for our listeners because we get a lot of questions in terms of like, what else can we do in nursing? And I mean, that that's a lot. That's a lot of different areas to cover. And, and that's kind of amazing. And it just shows how diverse and how in terms of nursing, you could just get into a variety of different things. Um, so you did mention that now you're at the Canadian Nurses Foundation. And you kind of touched on it a little bit. But what exactly is the Canadian Nurses Foundation? And how does the organization help nurses? And what types of nurses does the, the foundation also help? People still don't know about the foundation next year. We're celebrating our 60th anniversary. Amazing. That's pretty awesome, right? So yeah, we're just That's very just awesome. finished a meeting talking about, okay, what can we plan for our 60th anniversary? So exciting. And we want to make sure that, you know, we're there for nurses and for our donors who have been absolutely instrumental in helping us succeed in supporting nurses. The foundation, as you mentioned at the beginning, is really about providing and supporting nurses to advance their education, to enter the profession as a registered nurse, but also to advance their their scholarly work um, and do graduate work in a master's or PhD. And um, we've got, you know, we've got many different scholarships that we offer every year. Um, this past year, we were able to provide over three hundred thousand dollars in support. Um, for scholarships. And I think we gave out, I think, almost 80 scholarships this year. Um, we've, uh, wow. yeah, it's, yeah, it's amazing. And you know what, I keep saying we could give out so many more. The caliber of the applications that we get are absolutely amazing. And, and they're just reflecting how strong um, students are right now. And even when I listen to new students and, and, you know, new grads, it's amazing what they have to offer. So we wish we could do more. We're trying hard to, to get more and more scholarships so we can support more nurses. We've been supporting also something that we're very proud of is Indigenous nursing. 
That started in 2009. To date, we've been able to support about 170 Indigenous nurses, and we gave out a great amount of scholarships this year. I don't have the exact number with me, but I know this year in particular, um, we were able to give out even more scholarships to Indigenous nurses. So we were super thrilled about that. We also give out awards to nurses who um, do their certification through the Canadian Nurses Association. And that's really about validating your um, specialized nursing knowledge. So we're very supportive of that. And organizations are are seeing the merit in their nurses being certified. So um, we have awards for that. And we have many donors that we talk to who are really interested in, in supporting certification and also scholarships. So that's very exciting. And I think, well, do you want me to talk a little bit about this past year, these past 18 months and kind of where that took the foundation because things looked a lot different for a lot of people. And um, would you like me to do that? Oh, absolutely. And and even if you can even expand a little bit on the types of uh, scholarships and awards that you have, but yeah, definitely uh, expand on what has been happening over the past 18 months with the foundation. Sure. So the types of scholarships we have, um, some of them are driven by donors, right? So we have donors who decide, I want to provide a scholarship in oncology or in gerontology or a nurse who wants to work in the north. So a lot of them are very donor driven, which is great. And then we have general scholarships too. And we really need a mix of both. It's important for us to stay in tune with what the needs of the nursing community are so that if there's a gap, let's say, you know, um, we do have some for mental health, but let's say there's a real gap for support for mental health, then it's up to us to say, okay, let's try and find funding so that we can have more scholarships in mental health or Mm -hmm. more scholarships in community care. So those are the kinds of things that we support. And like I said, they're all on our website, um, cnf-fiic.ca, and people can go there and look it up. Our scholarship cycle has changed a little bit. It's now going to launch in January and run a calendar year. Um, They used to open in November and close in February. Now they're going to open in January and close, I believe, in March. So it's just brand new. Um, But all that information will definitely be on our website. That's amazing. I think this is really good timing, actually, for this podcast episode. So if anyone's listening, you know, go onto the website and see what you might be eligible for and start that cycle of applying. I really wish that I had known about the Canadian Nurses Foundation when I was in school, but I'm glad that you're here now and trying to spread the word. So I think just going back to what you had said earlier about how you got started in nursing, a lot of nurses are probably in that stage right now where they're just getting their feet wet. They're trying to get their experience. I feel like a lot of nurses don't see themselves in advanced practice roles or especially as a CEO of an organization as big as the CNF. So I'm just wondering if you could share what some of the most rewarding and challenging aspects are of your role right now. You know, it, it changes all the time. When you're head of an organization, it's really important to have vision. You need to, you need to be networked. You need to stay in touch 
with your colleagues and with other nursing organizations. So I really try and have lots of conversations with the Canadian Nurses Association. We work closely with the Canadian Indigenous Nurses Association, uh, the Canadian Association for Schools of Nursing, the Canadian Federation of Nurses Unions. We need to all be working together for the greater good, right? I mean, we're all doing, we're all working for healthy populations, but we might be doing it all in a different way but we're all working towards the same end goal, I think. So it's really important to do that. Um, as far as like challenges, I think sometimes it becomes challenging when you get a lot of curveballs thrown at you. Sometimes I remember a few years ago that we had to restructure our entire IT system. I think I've gotten so much more knowledgeable now on how IT works. And, you know, we have an, an IT um, company that we work with, but it's really, you know, an eye opener when you have to get down to the nitty gritty and understand all that, you know, human resources, how to, how to run an organization, the financials, the budgeting, you know, all those elements are challenging. And I mean, you learn all the time. You, you never stop learning. You never stop learning. And you never, you never can give up. And I think it's important to, when I say you can never give up, really important for you when you're in this type of role to have colleagues that you can talk to. You never want to feel that you're alone out there, you know? And I think sometimes when you're in a CEO role, people feel that. So as long as you build your networks and always have kind of a, a sounding board, it's really important to do that. And you and you want to make sure that your staff are always challenged and rewarded and happy and, you know, not overworked. And so there's so many pieces that go into um, into this type of leadership role, but it's rewarding at the same time. And I'm going to talk a little bit about COVID too, because that was a huge challenge. What has the last 18 months looked like from the CNF in terms of the pandemic? So, you know, everybody's life changed, right? Last March. And I, I was thinking about before coming on how when things kind of came to be reality, you know, 18 months ago, even though now it's even longer than 18 months, I don't think any of us really thought that it was going to look the way it did. I mean, I'm one of them. I thought, oh, this is going to take a few months and we're going to... That's what we yeah. thought. Right? I mean, who didn't think that? Nobody, even right. though it was global, nobody really envisioned what this pandemic would do, how it would change our lives. So, yeah. So when you were talking about, you know, organizationally running an organization, COVID hits, you have to switch everything around. Your staff can't be at the office. You all have to work remotely. You got to ensure that you're still connected, that they have all the supports and resources they need. So that's me. But then there's also, you know, the flip side is nurses out there, right? Nurses, making sure that nurses had all, have everything they needed, that they had all the resources that they would have to call upon, that they had the right equipment, you know, what's best practice. Everything was so new. Everybody was learning at the same time. At CNF, one thing we noticed, I mean, so I think we were fortunate though. Everything seemed to work out okay. Um, everybody worked from home. We all had, you know, maybe somebody needed to get a laptop because they didn't have one. 
but because they were working at a workstation in the office, but everything worked out. But what I did notice that was quite an eye opener is that people started reaching out to us, you know, the public, public wanted to support nurses. They were seeing what nurses were doing during the pandemic and how they were giving of themselves just to protect and take care of everybody else. And to me, that was, that was, um, I don't know, I hadn't expected that. I, I keep saying to people, you know, I've been, and actually said eight years, it's going to be 10 years next year that I've been at the foundation. I've always tried to help people understand the critical role that nurses play in our communities, keeping um, the communities healthy. And I say, COVID did it for me. Like, it's unbelievable. Now people really saw what nurses were doing, how they were instrumental. They were the glue. They were there 24-7, taking Mm. care of the patients, making sure patients got through it. They had to witness some not pleasant events, you know, dealing with families on the phone when their loved ones were dying, going home to, you know, to their families, not knowing if they were going to bring something home and and keeping their families safe. You know, stories of nurses getting changed in the garage before they go into their home, you know, the mental health burden. So it was amazing that all those things came to the forefront, right? The media did it. Probably you and your podcasts were able to reflect on some of that. And so we created a fund. We said, we got to do something. We've got to support these nurses at the front line. We created a COVID fund and we had some very identified objectives of the fund. And some of them were around mental health supports. Some of them were about ensuring that you know, nurses help develop best practices, ensuring that nurses were at the table when we're looking at pandemic preparedness. Nurses' voices aren't always heard by decision makers. They need to be heard more. And so this fund, we were able to raise, I think we're close to $700,000. And oh, we've been- Amazing. I know. Amazing. And, but that's all thanks to donors, corporate, public. It's the people that did this for us, you know, and we've been able to support some amazing initiatives. One of them, as I was talking just now about, you know, we don't hear the nursing voice. One of the initiatives we supported is called Nurses Voices. Um, and you can go on to nursesvoices.ca. And the, they're also a type of podcast really interviewing and listening to nursing stories in very different elements, in very different practice arenas, mental health, long-term care, critical care, emergency rooms, the North. They're fabulous stories, and I think they're uplifting. And I'm trying to ensure every time I have the opportunity, I mention it because nurses who are feeling this burden of COVID and, and you know, this um, never-ending challenge need to listen to some of these stories because they're so I found them very inspiring so I'm hoping that some of your listeners who haven't had a chance or aren't familiar with nurses voices are able um, to listen to that and I think there's about a dozen series and there's going to be another season two next year so I hope um, nurses will um, tune in and listen to that the other thing we were able to support was something called nursing the future which was a virtual network of support for new grads. I talked about new grads and 
the challenges transitioning from your educational world into the real the real world and uh and and you know fitting in and uh learning and transitioning so this was an amazing program too which really helped nurses to transition into the workplace and during the time of covid i think it was even more necessary that nurses were connected because they weren't always connected right so there weren't it wasn't the same type of environment they go into the they go into work but then after that social element might not have been there either right or maybe even like team meetings i don't know probably a lot of things changed so this was one way that some of those nurses could um, network and support each other so we're really excited about that we were also able to support a research project by a nurse who looked at the skin integrity and the challenges to skin integrity by wearing, wearing PPE um, all the time. And so I'm still waiting for that, the results in the report. So we're very excited to hear about that because we need to know moving forward, if we're ever in that situation again, is what we had now the right thing? Or do we need to look at other types of equipment, right? And then finally, the other piece was around that whole area of advanced practice and how nurses globally in their role of advanced practice, how did that change during the pandemic and what kinds of things were they involved with? And I think I haven't even had a chance, but I think I just got the report into my inbox this morning. So um, I'll be able to share some of those those results with people too. So very exciting um, to have this COVID fund and to be able to support nurses at the front line and beyond. Yeah, that's that's amazing. That sounds like so much great work. And, you know, thanks to the donors that contributed, that saw that, you know, nursing is, is, has always been difficult, but really through the pandemic felt the need and felt compelled to help support nurses. So, I mean, I think that's always something that we need to highlight and say thank you to people for. I do have one of a, a little bit of a personal question in terms of, you know, just you are a nurse, although you're in a non-traditional nursing role. My question to you is, did you ever feel compelled to go back to the bedside? You you had experience as a med surge nurse, as an ICU nurse. Did you ever feel that, you know, hearing about the nursing shortage, hearing about the critical situation that nurses were in, did you ever feel compelled to, to go back to the bedside? That has crossed, that definitely crossed my mind. You know, I, I look at it in two ways. I felt that I was really needed in the role that I'm in now. And especially with the COVID fund, It was really important for us to move that agenda forward and to provide that support to nurses. Had I been in a different time of my life, let's say I was retired, I wouldn't be surprised if I had gone back and helped, be it with, even with immunization, right? So important for us to, as nurses, to help move that forward. Nurses have been instrumental in helping keep the public safe moving forward. So I think I definitely, it's crossed my mind on several occasions, even before COVID, when we've seen, you know, disasters around the globe. And, you know, I remember saying to my husband, you know, maybe I need to go there and help for a while. So I think as a nurse, there's always this feeling of you want to be there for people, you see a need, and 
and sometimes, you know, you have to make a decision, obviously, that works for you. But I think it's always there. You're always feeling like, I want to do more. I want to do the best I can. And if there's an opportunity that I can do it, then maybe you do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's like what you said is perfect, right? I think that a lot of nurses felt the same way. Like I felt the same way because I'm in a non-traditional role as well. And feeling like, you know, I need to help my my other fellow nurses. But then like the other point that you made is, is, is a correct point as well to say that, you know, you were needed where you needed to be as well. And you were still playing a role of so a very important role in terms of supporting nurses through this foundation. So, I mean, I don't think there's any one right way to, to, to answer that question, but just the sense that there were other nurses that felt the same way you did. Like, I think just sharing that experience and that feeling is really, is, is valid and it's real, it's real. I think nursing is in a really uh, unique place right now because of everything that's happened with the pandemic. And there's been so much media attention played to nurses. And they're actually looking to nurses now for their thoughts and opinions, where previously it was always asking physicians what they thought. Well, we have lots of expertise as well. And there are... The last time I checked, 400,000 nurses in Canada. So we are got strength in numbers. We've got so much knowledge and expertise and diversity. I think that I'm hoping that with the pandemic hopefully getting better, that the interest doesn't die down and we can continue to use our voices to advocate for things that nurses need. And I'm just wondering, Christine, if you see yourself as an advocate and, and if so, how did that sort of start for you? I think that's just ingrained in you (laughs) to be an advocate when you become a nurse, when you go through school. I mean, you learn about, you know, being an advocate for your patient as part of that therapeutic relationship right off the Mm -hmm. bat, right, right Mm -hmm. from the beginning. So and and that so that stays with you and and your advocacy changes, right? Your advocacy when you start your career is really about being there for your patient, probably advocating for patients that can't advocate for themselves. But then your advocacy could change. Like when you're, when I was working in policy, your advocacy might be for the profession. You know, you need to start advocating for other nurses at the foundation. We need to advocate to ensure that we always help new nurses graduate. You know, recruitment and retention, huge issue. We need to be there to support new nurses and have scholarships and have, you know, merit that that these nurses deserve. So I think your advocacy role has can play out in very different ways, but I think it's always there. So yes, absolutely. And, you know, as as in a leadership role, not even just in, an, in not even in a leadership role, all nurses are advocates, and they will see that they will see how they advocate for people. But for sure, I think I'll always be an advocate for healthy communities, for, you know, um, marginalized communities, for nurses and the profession. Um, I don't think I'll ever lose my passion. Yeah, I mean, I think nurses are, I agree with you, nurses are naturally born advocates. Like this is the work that we should always be doing just just anyways. I was actually thinking that you might have talked about um, just recently, the Canadian Nurses Foundation had the masquerade. So I was, I was saying, maybe you could talk a little bit about the masquerade, because I believe that's advocacy too. And, and, you know, it was actually amazing to see so many really great nurses that we didn't even know about brought to the forefront. Like, I mean, I, I remember watching some of the stories that were played out. And I think I actually thought to myself, I'm like, I wish so many more people could view this 
because it was it was amazing and it was it was kind of a breath of fresh air because it's been so challenging and just to see some of those great stories put on display was was amazing and I think that's advocacy too. Yeah, so thanks for bringing that up because that was definitely a highlight. How that came to be too is we put out a call for um, nurses to be nominated and we got over 450 nominations from across the country. We were like overwhelmed, thrilled with that. And and all those pictures at the end of the gala was pretty um, powerful, I thought. You know, I I, I thought they, they were all amazing. And I, as I said in, uh, in one of my interviews, I said they're all shining stars. They really are. And your, your point is well taken about these stories that were highlighted. They were live interviews with, I think we had 15 nurses that were interviewed by Tracy Melkor and they were inspiring, right? A lot of the things we're hearing in the media right now are the challenges people are leaving. And that's true. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not, but it's also important to see the positive side, right? And I think these nurses were super inspiring. It was great to hear. And I and your point about, you know, wishing more people could listen. I'm actually going to be emailing um, the production crew to see whether I can get a recording of the event because I want to listen to it again. But I also want to see if there's a way that we can get this out there a bit more and, uh, and, and see if that's a possibility. But I'm so thrilled that the two of you were there. And yeah, I, we're very pleased with the evening and the support we had from our sponsors and from our donors and from our attendees. And I think it was really a beautiful evening of celebrating and honoring nurses across the country. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. I I think for myself and Sarah, it was a nice little reset button for ourselves as well. Before we conclude, do you have any last thoughts or um, things that you'd like to say to nurses, nurses that nursing students, people in the profession? Do you have any last parting words for us? I probably already said them along the way, but thank you is a big one. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't give up. You're all shining stars. We know that nurses are doing the absolute best they can. And and we're grateful for that. And we hope that Canadian Nurses Foundation will be there for you when you need us. Thank you so much, Christine, for coming on the Gritty Nurse Podcast. We really appreciate it. And I'm sure that our listeners have learned a lot from you today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. It was great. Oh, thank you for coming on. We'll definitely drop all of the links in so our listeners can find the uh, CNF and find you as well. Awesome. Thanks so much, Sarah and Amy. I loved it. I had a great time and it was a great, great conversation. 